make joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Amen. So again, you'll see stages in this as well. So it starts off with make a joyful noise. And, uh, you know, sometimes um, people ask us, why, why do you get so exuberant in worship? You know, next week we'll have live worship, we'll have a live band, and all of that. And then you'll see people raising their hands. And people sometimes are not used to that. Say, why do, we, why do you do that? Like, why do you? And, but then if you go to a football match, they would do that and more, and cry and scream and have meltdowns and beat each other up and everything, right? And yet, and yet, they think that praising the unlimited, ultimate creator of the universe is down here. It doesn't make any sense. So, coming to his presence is singing. We are a singing faith. Everything about, you know, how many times does it say to sing? But how many times does it say praising all the symbols, praising the stringed instruments? Just trying, yeah. yeah. Right? So that, in one day, that's the bass guitar, that's electric guitar, synthesizer, whatever. But yeah. But it's not simply the noise, it's the heart behind it. Because we come into his presence with thanksgiving and we serve the Lord with gladness. So worship is not just singing, it's serving as well. Serving beyond when you leave church, you know, when you come out of the singing environment. That is where true worship is as well. And then, of course, attitude. Attitude is so important. But worship, I don't know if you find this, when you worship, it actually transforms your attitude and your mindset. Because you start, you start looking down at your problems and your issues, you start the ultimate creative all things. And then from that, you then start to remember your identity as well. And you can see that here in Psalm 100, where it says that we should enter his courts with thanksgiving and prayer. But before it says that, it says, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. And we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So you can change that line with anything else that the word of God says about us in terms of our identity. So it's actually good to focus on your identity. I'm a royal priesthood, I'm free, I'm holy, right? But we start with who God is first, his character and nature. But then as you glory in him, you can reflect on the things that he says about you. Amen. Thank God. We are just, people say, I'm just nothing. Lord, I'm nothing. And by ourselves, we're not. But he has made us a royal priesthood. Amen. He's made us what we are. He has made us the children of God. And it actually gives glory and credit to him if we remember that and thank him and talk about those things. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. He's going to look after me, just like the shepherd looks after his sheep. He is the good shepherd. You know, whatever that phrase is that the Spirit is highlighting to you, that is really good to focus on. So focus on who he is, his character, who he is, his nature, in terms of what he is, in terms of ultimate, limited, powerful, right? That's his nature, but his character, he's kind, he's good, he's merciful, right? And it's, it's funny because sometimes we, um, we sometimes, in the world, people 
think God's some kind of evil ogre, he's unkind, he's horrible, you know, he's mean, he's out to get you. And the one who's really like that is the devil. <laughs> and the devil slipped it, right? The snakes come along and bit us in the grass and said, look at what, look at what your God is like. But God is never changed. God is always good. Amen. It's our sins that hide his face from us, right? It's he who's always good, but it's us who live in a fallen experience that often um, stops us from seeing who he truly is. And so we have to remind ourselves, we have to come into his gates with thanksgiving. That's what we've done today. Thanksgiving is so important. You know, if you've ever, I don't know about you, but you ever feeling a little bit low, a little bit down, um, I just get my phone out and start texting people thank you for things. And it's one of the one of the most one of the best spiritual disciplines that I have is thanking people as well as thanking God, of course. But thanking people, just thanksgiving, being thankful. You know, um, we're we're often taught by society rubs off on us to being grateful, and um, we've got to be so grateful. We've got so much to be thankful for. Amen. And, uh, you know, if you, if you wouldn't be saying today, you know, 10,000 reasons my heart to fly, you know, there's so many things, you know, he gave us breath, he gave us freedom, he gave us all, everything we enjoy, every good and perfect thing comes down from the Father. Amen. And so we need to remember that and it will start to shift our mindset. For the Lord is good and his steadfast love endures forever. His faithfulness to all generations. Who is God? He's good, he's loving, he's enduring, and he's faithful. Amen. So remember that his attitude, our attitude towards him, remembering his nature, remembering his character, and coming into his presence. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know what it means to, to you when you think about coming into God's presence, but for me, it's it's coming aware that he's there. Okay, now in the Old Testament, you know, in the tabernacle, they would worship, and the presence of God would manifest from the Ark of the Covenant that would be present there. God's presence of Spirit would be there. But it says in the New Testament that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, collectively, as the church, right? We are where God resides. The Holy Spirit is not to be found simply in a building or some conference. He is to be found within you, and you can go into the presence of God any time. In John 4, Jesus talks about how we'll not simply go to a temple to worship, right? But the Father is looking for those who worship in spirit and truth, right? So it's not simply a geographical location. It's a true reality and experience of God that you can have anywhere, truly anywhere. And and if, it's, if you found yourself depressed in the last year, you found yourself lacking, you found yourself in any difficult or dark situation last year, I promise you, worship will make a difference. If you become, if you truly worship God through the thick and the thin, you will see breakthrough and change. Predominantly within your own attitude, because that's often where the battle lies anyway. But also in the spiritual realm as well. God moves things out of the way. God moves devils out of the way. Angels come and attend us, right, as we worship and praise God. I promise you, that's just that's what he says in the word of God. Amen. We worship him to seek his face, not just to seek his hand, okay? We worship to seek his face, who he is, and not just what he'll do for us. Amen. He's not a vending machine of, of things he gives us. He is, he is the ultimate creator of all things. 
and we remember him, his nature and his character.